Reading from the Priyad Bhagavatamrita, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Text, <clears throat> text 79. Tatratmanascara stitya Paradasyur itachasam apasaram kemanyastam nijasau bhagya varnanai. Fearing I would commit more offenses if I stayed there too long, I then went away. What else need I tell you about my ill fortune? Purport. Rajabhumi is the place of the Supreme Lord's intimate dealing with his dear most devotees. Materialistic persons should not stay there longer than a few days, long enough to gain transcendental benefit from contact with the Holy Dham, but not long enough to become offensive towards the Dham and its residents. Rama, thinking himself one of the conditioned souls, had returned quickly to his own place. <clears throat> now he had nothing more to say about his own shortcomings since he felt he had adequately refuted each point of Narada's praise. Lord Brahma directs Narada to Lord Shiva. <clears throat> Yananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Svapadantikam Panchakalpa Turubhyas Cha, Kripa Sindhu Bhayeva Cha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo, Namo Nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Siyadvaita Gadadhar, Srivasade Gaur Bhaktavrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from Govardhan. We're finishing up the last few days of Kurushottama Mas. I think it ends Wednesday or Thursday. I think it ends Wednesday and maybe I leave on, on Friday.
will certainly miss the Govardhan, especially at this time of the year. It's just, I feel the weather is just sublime. Even right now, there's no fan. It hasn't rained in four or five days. So, as we know, the template of this story, first of all, Narada's progressive march to find the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And then as he meets each, as we, as we meet each devotee by the mercy of Srila Sanatana Goswami, we see why Narada went to them as the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy, even though out of their humility, but also out of a tattva, a truth, they pointed to someone who is more perfect. But we'll always see that person from the previous person's description. For example, we saw Lord Brahma from Indra's description. Then we saw Lord Brahma from Narada's description as he went there personally, never disappointed. In material things, it's never as good or bad as you expect. In spiritual things, it's always better than you can imagine. Um, yeah. And then we really see the person's devotion when they have no desire for petitioner, distinction, or puja and don't eagerly accept that praise, but rather kind of refute it, just as Lord Brahma refuted every single one. Out of humility, he refuted every single one of the praises of Indra after Indra heard of Narada, excuse me, of the praises of Narada, after Narada heard from Indra about Lord Brahma and then witnessed himself the incredible devotion and worship of the Mahapurush Vishnu form which resides on his planet, almost like an unparalleled unparalleled worship. So we kind of get that template. And as I described, just it's such a beautiful, just a literary work trying to promote this theme of the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy, which means the person who has the, the most intimate love in their hearts it's really um, an interesting phenomena of perfect and more perfect. But it would just be, I think a practical example would be a mother's love for a child. And, and if the child had really a suitable romance with someone who loved him more than life, 
the mother's love is perfect. That love may be more perfect. Someone recently asked me a question about Ramananda Sambhad, a purport of Prabhupada, which describes that each relationship has more of the five different types of rasas. Each relationship has more freedom. And I was explaining what that means. It means freedom from restraint due to the relationship. A servant, there's, there's limits to how close they can get. And friendship is very intimate. But also there's, it's not as intimate as conjugal relationship where there's complete freedom from any restraints and deeper and deeper levels of, of intimacy. So at the same sense, we're going to have these gradations, but it's not from impure to perfect. It's from perfect to more perfect to most perfect to more perfect than that. And here, one of the things Brahma is doing is, is he's reflecting on his own faults. And both in, in the king and Indra and Lord Brahma, there's kind of a nice theme because they're being glorified by the amount of service they're doing. And Brahma sums it up that you can do a lot of service like Lord Brahma does, which entails a position, but it can give you various conceits or abhiman or, 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 or prideful identity, um, which is not Krishna's mercy, which dampens Krishna's mercy. Because that's a manifestation of the false ego, which covers us from Krishna's mercy. Krishna's mercy is there. Everything Krishna does, everything Krishna does is his mercy. Um, but the ability to feel and recognize it, the ability depends on the humility. which opens our heart to a truth higher than our own opinions and our own reality based on the false ego. So, um, Brahma deflects the praise but let us know that position and accoutrements of power, which may be Krishna's mercy to a certain extent, but you can cover yourself from that mercy if you don't see the things that come to you as, as whether it's your intelligence or the things you have, 
if you don't see them as coming from God, then what happens is, is they cover you from God's mercy. That's the whole concept of Maya. The whole concept of Maya is that it covers one from Krishna's mercy, from a perception of Krishna's mercy. Because the looser energy follows our desire to not want to be a devotee and be the enjoyer and controller. So our consciousness combined with Krishna's potency to, to serve our consciousness of not being a devotee makes the world look separate from God. And therefore you don't experience what is Krishna's mercy which is that relationship with God and that feeling of that energy of love between us and God. That's the ultimate mercy. The ultimate mercy is seeing God. And seeing God means feeling God, feeling our relationship with God. That's the ultimate happiness in this world. And in the universe and creation is love and twasmin parama prema rup, and there's no greater form of love than with God. And that's what our chanting of Hare Krishna is it's to have direct communion with God and by attentively hearing the holy name feeling that connection with God, that energy of love. So, and here's a very interesting point. He's re refuting one of the last glorifications that Lord Vermont, you know, said that, you know, he's so great, powerful, and he, you know, he's doing so much service Prabhu. But he said, I'm nothing great because I allowed it to cover me. I became proud of it. And we know the one of the main, most important verses in the Bhagavatam, it's the verse that Jiva Goswami uses to illustrate what is bhakti. And I quote it many times. Vayam dvitiya vinivesi tasyat Ishad tasya We know how that works. Ishad tasya, we turn away from God. And I always make the point. You can't turn away from God because God's everything. So it's consciousness. And as soon as we want not to be in that relationship, which is reality, smriti, and we, we forget who we are as Krishna's servant and adopt a material identity, which is temporary and therefore filled with fear and duality. But the rest of the verse, which I don't know the Sanskrit, I forgot it, is as therefore we should accept guru 
as our life and soul, which means we should turn towards God. If all our problems is turning away from God, the solution is worship, which means to turn towards God. That's how we, 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 we become free from illusion. Surrender, we put ourselves under God. And therefore the verse, Daivi Esha Gunamayi Mamamaya Dharatya Mam Eviye Papajante Mayam Etam Tarantite. It's Krishna's energy. Daivi Esha Mamamaya Dharatya. It's very difficult. You can't conquer Krishna's energy. But you can get rid of it because Krishna's energy is coming to you and putting you into illusion to satisfy your desire not to be a devotee. So when you decide, I want to be a devotee, then Krishna has no reason to keep you under the illusion that you're not. So how do you do that? You turn, to, as, you, as, as the cause, if you want a solution to problem, see the cause of the problem. The cause of our problem is not wanting to be a devotee and turning away from God. So what's the solution to that? Is to turn towards God through God's representative. And as soon as we do that, God sees this person wants to be a devotee. So there's no need for me to keep him under the illusion that he's not. So Brahma, he's just telling, look, look what happened to me. I, I became proud because I'm the creator and I'm, you know, born of a lotus and, and uh, you know, all these things. And it covers my consciousness to such a degree that I became angry when Krishna usurped the sacrifice, which is ultimately rightfully his. Shabra says, look at my mistake. So what is this recipient of Krishna's mercy to give you position and power if pride precedes the fall, if it's so temptating? Temptating. It's such a temptation. How is, and I described the beginning, we thought all the people who followed Prabhupada, they were getting the mercy. But you look back, my God, the people who didn't have to adopt that service to one extent, that was real mercy. Because it was so difficult to digest it's like maybe you feed someone it's nice but if you feed him too much it's not so maybe krishna gives us things maintains us etc we're satisfied but if he gives us too much we can't digest it and digest it without without being agitating our desire to desire to enjoy and control so anyway, in the story, Narada now points to Lord Shiva. 
And the very interesting thing, when you'll see Lord Shiva, he's dressed with bones and ashes, etc. He's Brahma's going to say he's the real recipient of Krishna's mercy because he's not covered with any of these conceits. He's actually, in one sense, proud that he can live completely renounced, completely renounced from the world. So now here's another vision of Krishna's mercy. One vision is look at the level of service and power one gets. And then here's another level. Look at the renunciation, the detachment that Krishna gives someone. Because Lord Shiva is completely detached. He's also of a different category. Now, I believe it's Prabhupada's godbrother that said that there are three tattvas that are very, very difficult to understand because they deal with this interaction of the spiritual world and the material world. So one is dhamma tattva. Dhamma tattva. I'm here in Vrindavan, it's the spiritual world. There's so much garbage outside it. So <laughs> I have to say it. There's in these there's one cheap building, and it's filled with a mother and so many kids. I guess their wives are policemen. And they hung a clothesline in front of across from me. They hung a clothesline. I'm getting rid of all these things, but we do it in the diplomatic way through the right Indian. Well, they're closed and they throw garbage out on this uh, thing, the, the thing. So he's going to make a point. First, I, I, I'll go back to Lord Brahma for one second because I lost the train of thought, but it connected me to another one. Lord Brahma was saying, Therefore, I didn't stay because I was afraid of committing offenses. And therefore, Prabhupada said, Vrindavan means three days, three years. I don't take that literally. I don't take that literally. But his... The, the, what Prabhupada is saying is... You have to be very serious here. You can't live ordinary life here. Therefore, Vrindavan is not to raise a family. You go to Mayapur, Odaryadam, magnanimity. It's not to raise a family. It's to visit and it's for, you know, widows and sannyasis and renounced people. Um, so three years means then get a service that keeps you serious. Because it's not the place to live ordinary life. And in the story of the Kaliya, one reason why Kaliya is being thrown from Vrindavan is because he's harming the devotees. And Krishna doesn't tolerate someone staying in the Vrindavan 
and mistreating the devotees. So now we go to this this, this um, Lord Shiva Tattva. Um, in fact, in this universe, I see no object of Lord Vishnu's mercy equal to Mahab Shiva. He is famous as the dear friend of the Lord. So, I, okay, I'm getting a little Dham Tattva that brought me back there. And um, the other Tattva that's difficult to understand is Guru Tattva. Because again, it's this connection between the spiritual realm and the material realm. And the other one is Shiva Tattva. It's very difficult to understand because he's considered equal to Bhagavan, but not exactly. And, and the, the subtle analogy that's used it brilliantly in the Brahma Samhita it's the difference between milk and yogurt. The superiority of milk is that it can be made into yogurt. So within milk is yogurt, but yogurt can never be transformed into milk. So it's somehow Lord Shiva, the guna avatar for ignorance, somehow connecting with the world but being completely transcendental to it. Um, and Vaishnavam Yata Shambhu, in the 11th canto, it's mentioned he's the topmost devotee. But the purport is interesting. He says, other than Lord Shiva, everyone in every part of the universe, upper, middle, and lower, is imperfect because he's not under, he's, he's transcendental. Brahma and Indra positions. It's not like Indra is just a personality. It's a personality that takes the position of Indra or the king. And same thing that Brahma is a, a, a position. And it's mentioned before, 100 births following Varnashram perfectly without any deviation. Just incredible piety. But still there's a touch with the modes that Lord Shiva doesn't have because he's not Jiva Tattva, he's not Vishnu Tattva, he's Shiva Tattva, but he's not Jiva Tattva. Other than Lord Shiva, everyone in every part of the universe is imperfect. Although certain persons like Prahlad will be described later in the book as greater devotees of Krishna than Lord Shiva. Strictly speaking, they are not residents of the material world. Because the character of a devotee like Prahlad is untouched by material contamination. Anywhere he resides is spiritual. Thus, Lord Brahma is not speaking inconsistently. Because Brahma and Shiva are both guna avatars, the Supreme Lord deals with them similarly. Brahma can understand Lord Krishna's mercy on Lord Shiva because it resembles something with his, in his own experience. Entrance analogy coming. But the exceptional mercy obtained by a person much greater than himself is beyond Brahma's ability to understand. We tend to make, this is what, envy is a very interesting phenomenon. We tend to make 
universes of people of similar categories. Like we may not envy a sannyasi, but brahmacharis will maybe envy themselves because that's their world of, 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 of competition. So there's something of, of an inability to understand. So Brahma is mentioning Lord Shiva because it's within his category. It's similar, he can understand. Just like a businessman may understand another businessman who's a great devotee because he can understand what he has to go through. So he may envision this is the top devotee because he's in my category, but look how exalted he is that he remains, he, he remains untouched by everything. Only things in some, some way similar can be meaningfully compared as greater and lesser. For example, the weight of a blade of grass is so extremely different from that of a mountain that one cannot sensibly compare them. Thus, when God is Ganga, as we are told in, in Sri Hari Vamsa, Vamsa declares the ocean more fortunate herself. She does not compare herself with Brahma, who is much more fortunate still. I mean, I have to think about this point, but the point is, is he, he's thinking he's the topmost devotee because it's within his category and he can identify with that. And he's also a guna avatar, but he can see that he's never touched by the material nature. In the same way, Brahma here compares himself with Lord Shiva and not with even greater Vaishnavas like Prahlad, what to speak of the coward boys and other residents of, of Brajra. Text 81. Yascha Sri Krishna Padabja Rasano Madita Sada Avahir Vita Sarvata Paramhaishvarya Bhogaka. Lord Shiva is always intoxicated by the taste found at Sri Krishna's feet. By the Rasena, Sri Krishna Padabja Rasena Unmadita. He is crazy or intoxicated because of Sri Krishna Padabja Rasena by the taste. So now this is even a more subtle gradation of greatness. It's just not the service you do, but the consciousness in which you do it up to the level of real ruchi and real taste. Oh, he's a great devotee, he opened so many temples, yes. He's a great devotee, he made so many other devotees, yes. He's a great devotee, he wrote so many books, yes. She's a great devotee because she, or he's a great devotee because he, he, he's intoxicated. I find that here. I find that here. 
somehow Krishna gives me access. A few people who really have taste and they're not known necessarily. And they're, they're always engaged in chanting and hearing and, and also book distribution, so many things. But by the quantity of their service, you cannot recognize them. And ultimately, what is service? Service is the pleasure, to, the pleasure of Krishna. And what Krishna enjoys is our consciousness. And if the things that we do are a reflection of our consciousness, then that's very high devotion. But it's not necessarily. I remember one time in the history of Iskand, one leader seemed to rise. And they gave him, and he took over everything. He, the Mayapur project, in charge of education, in charge of book distribution. He was such a good manager, they gave him everything. They just, one year, they just laid everything on him. He just seemed to be so empowered. And I went to Tamal Krishnamarja and I said, oh, he must be a great devotee. He sent a modicum. And the guy, the person couldn't handle it and fell down. So this internal sense and this relish, Sri Krishna Padabja Rasena Unmadita, Mad Prema Pumarta Mahan. The great goal is Prema, it's love of Godhead. Prema Pumarta Mahan, Artha Mahan, the great Artha, the great wealth, the great value is Prema. So Lord Brahma is saying, you know, I have a position and I got carried away with it. I maybe did so much service. But he doesn't have anything. But he has Vasena. I love that. Sri Krishna Padabja Vasena Un Madita. Yes, Sri Krishna Padabja. Okay. Always intoxicated. Therefore, has no interest in the normal goals of life, even rulership of the universe and the sense gratification that such rulership provides. I have no interest in that. He has asma trisho vishayin ho bogasaktan hasan iva distura kashtimala rig nagno basman ule pana. As if ridiculing materialists like me who are simply addicted to sense enjoyment. He goes around naked wearing garlands of tushtura, arka, and bones and smeared all over ash, all over with ashes. Reminds me of Gorky Shordas Babaji. He, he, there was an old latrine 
that was no longer used that he used as his Bajan Kutir because he didn't want to be disturbed. Viprakirna jita bhara unmata iva gurnate jitaswa gopana sakta krishna padabja so chajam gangam murdni vahan harsham nityams chalayate jagat. His matted locks scattered about, he moves around aimlessly like a madman yet he is unable to conceal his glories. With joy, he carries on his head the Ganga, born from the water that washed Krishna's lotus feet. When he dances, he destroys the universe. He's completely intoxicated. And even though he covered his glories, he, he can't really hide them. Purport, Lord Shiva rejects with disdain the ambitions of religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation. He has no desire to be an independent controller and enjoyer. The satisfaction others derive from worldly pursuits and, and the achievement of supremacy does not attract him. He identifies himself fully as a servant of Krishna. A real test. One of the symptoms of bhava is virikta, which doesn't mean just detachment. It means one who has bhava in his heart. He's indifferent. He's indifferent. In Lord Shiva's view, demigods like Brahma, like Brahma, and Indra are addicted to sense enjoyment. Their celestial garments, ornaments, and perfumes last only a short time and so leave them dissatisfied. Better than the decorations of the demigods are his own garlands made of bones and intoxicating weeds, which at least cause no disappointment when they decay. These strange ornaments, Lord Shiva thinks, are no less substantial than Brahma, than Indras and Brahma, divine garlands. But these are the only, only Lord Shiva's external decorations. His real ornament and his real enjoyment is found in the mercy of Krishna. Humbly thinking himself bereft of that mercy, he feels fit to wear weeds and bones. With such ideas in mind, the great Lord Shiva conducts himself in his own peculiar way. Krishna Pasada Tainaiva Madrisham Adhikarinam Abhishta Paitum Muktis Tasya Patnyapi Shakyate. By Krishna's grace, Lord Shiva and his wife are able to award liberation to candidates like me who equally award it. You can't give something you don't have. The Lord Shiva can give liberation. Purport, principal demigods like Indra and Brahma enjoy high posts in the administration of the universe, but they have to carry out extensive duties for many millions of years. 
they may tire of this burden. Thus liberation from material existence begins to look more and more attractive to them. Yeah, I mean, in the Yoga Sutras, there's two things in this world. It's boga and mukti, liberation. And boga is, I also explained it, connected to liberation because an intelligent person will get frustrated with activities that disconnect them from the soul. And what disconnects you from the soul? It's the consciousness of supremacy and sensual enjoyment. So those who go through that and have a little spiritual acumen start to realize that there's just anxiety involved. Because of the conceit, I become immersed in the bodily conception of life, which is always threatened with this non-existence. And I'm always feeling threatened by others who want them. In the midst of all the pomp and luxury of heavenly rulership, many demigods quietly harbor the desire for liberation. Here, Lord Brahma groups himself with lesser demigods, even though he's an empowered incarnation of the Supreme Personality. Speaking from humility, he describes himself as just an import, another appointed administrator with self of his own. Indeed, everyone who lives on Lord Shiva's planet is liberated by his mercy. So many persons have become liberated souls. Juries of Krishna. But different from Krishna's a serious spiritual deviation. The personality of God tolerates offenses against himself, but not against Lord Shiva. So the next class, I'll have to comment on that. I'm just trying to... Okay, okay. I, I think it's good. I like to stop a little early. Jumuna Jaya, what did you... Thank you so much for class. Um, There's, well, I I always love talk of Lord Shiva because although it's above my head and it's mystical, I sometimes always feel so encouraged by him. Um, But what I really, something you said earlier in class really struck me when you said we, you use the word we adopt, um, what did I say? I wrote it down. We adopt the temporary existence and, and, that's reminding us that that's not who we are. We've adopted it. We've, we've put it on, we've turned away. And so I really, that just, I found that very encouraging because it's like, it's not me. I've adopted this. And if, and, and so my real constitutional nature is something else. So I love that you reminded us of that, that it's an adoption. It's a taking on, not who we are. Um, Vipro, Chinoda, Patir, Vaishno, Nasudra. We're not this, we're not this, we're not this, we're not this. 
Um, yeah, we have to identify with being servants of Guru and Krishna and the Vaishnavas. That's, that's the whole process of bhakti, how it works. Mm -hmm. Hear Krishna's glory, we become attracted to him. And by becoming attracted to him, we become attracted to who we are, which is mm -hmm. his servant. So it's liberating. That's why we hear Krishna Kata, become attracted to Krishna. Thank you. Anybody like to share any realization from the class? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Bhakti Devi, Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Um, I have two questions. First, you know, for people who get easily bored like myself and need to keep themselves occupied in one way or another, is that considered sense enjoyment? And my second question is, could you please expand on this concept of self-envy? Because it just doesn't compute with me. Okay, well, the first thing is um, we have a nature. Our nature is not against devotion. It's how we use it. That's why it says, Anya bilashita. It doesn't say that pure devotional serve without desires. It says it's without motives. So it gives an example. If you call out for protection, it's not self, it's not against bhakti. Even if someone's in the house and you get scared and say, help, save me. You know, it's, it's not against bhakti. They're incidental desires. So you have a nature. And, it's, and um, what did you say? Is it selfish? Or what, what was your question? Well, if, if, you're, if you're the type of person that needs to be constantly busy and occupied, is that considered I, sense enjoyment? No, because it depends what you do with what, what you have, whether it becomes antithetical to bhakti or not. So if you keep yourself engaged by, you know, hearing classes and studying things and serving devotees, taking care of your health. See, everything can be connected to devotion if you have the right goal. So as long as you write out the right goal that I want love of Godhead, then your health is part of that goal too, to a certain extent, because as you can see, when you were sick, right? It, it, so, no, it, it's, it's our nature and it's engaged in Krishna's service. And when we engage in Krishna's service, then we become purified. Like there was this artist in Vrindavan, he was a beautiful sadhu, such a beautiful man, even looked so beautiful, elderly. And he would paint Radha Krishna on every, he passed away on every tree. Because he was an artist, his guru told him to paint. You know, you're a musician, you do music. That's what, that's what's, because bhakti is not renunciation, it's dedication. So we, we give everything we have to Krishna. It's not that it's not an attachment, it's not that it's not born of our karmic nature, but still it's not antithetical to bhakti. And if you don't engage it in Krishna's service, you'll do it in some other way. It, it, you know, uh, what was that verse? Nahi kaschit shanamapi jatu tishtat yakarma. 
The living entity soul cannot stop doing something even for a minute. It says that in the Bhagavad Gita. So you're not alone. <laughs> so it's just a question of what we do. Okay, Rakti Devi. Well, and don't forget my second question about self-envy. This is not from the class, right? This is just yeah. You else. mentioned yeah in your story. You mentioned something somebody had was self had self envy. Did I? I don't remember that. Yes. Someone had self. I don't remember saying that at all. Um, because I, I I'd have to think about what self. I think that's like a psychological term. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That someone has low self-esteem, they hate themselves. They, you know, you know, I, I'm dealing with one devotee. You know, he just feels I'm such a bad husband. I'm such a bad father. I'm such a bad this. I'm such a bad that. So, it, it, it but it's not envying oneself in the sense that I wish I was that. It it just means. Because envy is just hate, but the hate is generally used by trying to, you know, supersede others. And then part of that is the feeling that I don't like when others are better. But when, when but the, in Sanskrit, it's dvesha, which is hate. We come to this world, each dvesha. So part of hate is others, hate is for others. But I guess it's a psychological thing. We, we can hate ourselves, but I wouldn't call it, because the English words, they get confused. It wouldn't like envy in the sense that, oh, I wish I was this jerk. No, I I, I hate that I'm like that. Okay, Bhakti Devi? Thank you, Maharaj. Okay, Gail, I gotta give you a chance if you're still there, but I don't see you, you're still there. Okay, anybody else like to say hello or offer a comment? Hi, right, Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. So good to hear from you. Okay, we'll see you soon, Tota. Looking forward to it. Hi, Bob. Yeah, the week. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Narmasaki here. Thank you for the class. Oh, great. Good, good reception. You're not at the farm? No, no, no. I'm in an apartment. Okay. Nice to see you. Hi, Krishna. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. All right. That's David, right? David, great to see you. How are you doing? I think me and somebody else went at the same time. I'm going to let them okay. go first. No, no, you first. I haven't seen first. you in a while. Okay. One second. Sorry, I'm getting an echo because I've got my phone and computer going at the same time. One second. Okay. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you, but it's still an echo. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to speak too much because I'm getting a real bad echo, but thank you, Maharaj, for the wonderful class. Great to see you. Okay, great to see you again, too, David. Wonderful. Okay, great. All right, thanks. Good to see you. Anybody else? 
Hare Krishna Maharaj, Sri Aradhika here. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Where are you in that scenic place? Is that? Yeah, Kuma? we're in, in a park in the morning. Are things going That's okay there? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Thank the you. Mother Thank you. to save the daughter by getting her out of the, her country. <laughs> and the mother sacrifice the child. Okay. Anybody else? Thank you very much, Mother. Thank you. Well, anybody else? Harry Kirshen Garage, Saul Govinda. And Broja. Thank, Thank you for class. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Strangely enough, I, somehow my younger brother, who I'm not really close to, said, Oh, come, I'll come and visit you. He said that the last time, but I didn't have time. So I'm thinking maybe, are you guys free on Monday? Which Monday? Next Monday. Next Monday. Um, yeah, I think so. Possibly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll talk to you about it then. Okay. He, okay. he may come a little bit later, though. I, I'll see. I have to ask him again. It, it's, but I was surprised because it's he, he's generally not like that. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to come visit you at Jack's house. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he just, uh, I'll, come, I'll come visit you. Uh, you know, I just wow. It's like he's, he's never. <laughs> Never done that or said that, huh. you know. My older brother is a little bit more kind of favorable. Actually, he's really, mm. you know, mm. he's, he's <laughs> not, not, you know, anyway. <laughs> okay. A anybody else like to say hello? Srikandarvika, great. Okay. You just got home from work, is that it? You, you no, actually, I was dressing the day this morning in the box of center, so I'm still there. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, that's great. Okay, great to hear from you. Thank Anybody you. else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class, it's Isabel. Nice to hear your voices, Isabel, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj Samala, thank you for class. How are you feeling, Amala? Uh, feeling better. Still a little run down and... Is that Lyme uh, disease? What's that? It's Lyme disease? Yeah, it's Lyme. You, know, you, you, don't, you never go out in the grass or anything, do you? Uh, not. I try not to, but I'm like in the woods, but not like deep in the woods at times. But. Oh. I, I never go in the woods. I never, I just like that upstate New York is beautiful, but that's the one thing. It's like the Lyme disease capital. Yeah, it's crazy. Luckily, there's, there's a cure, it's, you know, but it's, yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you. Good to see you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is uh, Chad just saying hi. Thank you for your wonderful class. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, thanks. I'm so glad that you're regular now. I see you're, you're a, a twice a week regular. That's great. Okay, one more. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh. Senor and Senora. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much. Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. Here. 
Buenos días, Maharaj. Buenas tardes for you. I, I, I didn't calculate from here. It's good afternoon. What do you do? And it must be, I guess, you greet person according to where they are, not where you are. Okay, well, I think uh, about another... Two months, exactly. Let's see. What day do you arriving in India? On this, on the... Um, uh, yeah, I think it's on the 8th. On the 8th, very, very early, Maharaj. Okay, okay, that's that's good. Okay. You make... Okay. Haribo, Haribo. Thanks so much for class. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Gamaraj. Hi, Krishna. Kishori Radha. I'm Priya. Priya, okay. I'll talk to you guys when I get back, okay? Yes, I saw your email. Sounds good. Yeah, because from here, I can only call by WhatsApp. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Haribo. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Malati. Malati, great to hear from you. Good. Thank you so much for class. Okay, great. Anybody else? Okay. Vanshakalpa Turubyas Chakra Pasindu Vachanapa.